I realized that there's something going on behind me. And I turn around and <laughs> there's Becky's <laughs> Jeep just laying over. Um, just She's on the tire. She did not do any body damage. But what happened is when she came off of where I left her, she needed to get herself over to the right side a little bit. And if that rear uh, tire didn't actually engage on that part of the rock. And it just kind of like slipped or, or laid over. We introduce regular product giveaways happening here on the Jeep Talk Show. Every month and sometimes every week, the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast will be giving you, the listener, a chance to win serious gear from major companies that you know, love, and trust. You want a chance to win tires, suspension components, maybe more? Listen every week for your chance to win big. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Dog Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Chuck. I like making people laugh. That's It's good for my soul. Chuck. Yeah, I don't think so. And well, I think that's a huge deal. So sit back. Strap in. And brace yourself. So, who said today, where the hell is the Jeep Talk Show episode? <laughs> you know, where where is it? So, uh, we actually have changed the days that we have the Jeep Talk Show episodes out. It's now Tuesday through Friday, but uh, we actually published the, the Tuesday episode on Friday. Yeah, we, uh, we we're trying to ease you into this stuff. So, uh, the, uh, the, the Tuesday episode was actually released Friday. So, you know, you can still listen to it on Tuesday if you want to. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, the, uh, the, the roundtable episode, uh, the one we're recording tonight, uh, will be out uh, Friday. Uh, Thursday will be our uh, flagship two episode, the one you would normally hear uh, on uh, Monday. Uh, will be then. It's so so confusing, Wendy. It uh, is confusing. I, I mean, it's like hard to keep track. We must need a calendar schedule. Yeah. Something. What is that that they they used to give you at the uh, at the theater or the baseball thing where you know you, you, they give you a little card so you keep up with who the players are? We need yeah, a little, exactly a score card. Yeah, I need a little <laughs> episode card. Uh, you know the the stats of all the uh, all the shows. And then uh, Friday will be our interview episode, uh, which uh, actually this Friday is going to be with uh, Best Top, and we'll be talking a little bit more about that later. So uh, I want to remind you, you know, now, now uh, the uh, the Jeep Talk Show is still four days a week, but now Tuesday through Friday, and uh, I don't know if you guys are keeping score, but we actually had a Monday episode, a special episode, one of our first special episodes, uh, and it was our interview with Chuck, and, and, and Wendy, you know what that means, right? Yeah, it's confusing enough already, right? <laughs> that's that's five episodes this week. Five. Oh my gosh. Five a week. Five. Count, you know, count them. One, two, three, four, five. You can do that with one and I can no, do that, yeah. But that's not all that it means, Wendy. That means we're going to have interviews with all the show hosts. I can't wait. And since I'm doing the interviews, I don't have to do an interview. <laughs> that's right. Wait, I, I think we can change that. I think we're going to fix that. We're going to interview you, Tony. <laughs> so uh, always trying to make the show a little better and a little more interesting for you guys. Hope we are accomplishing that. Mm-hmm. So, are you new to the Roundtable, perhaps new to the Jeep Talk Show? Well, welcome. The Roundtable is listeners like you that connect with us on Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Central Time. You don't have to be invited. You just need a Zoom meeting link and a password. Everyone is invited because everyone has an opinion or something to share. To get uh, the meeting invite information, subscribe to our newsletter at jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. And, Wendy, that's the place we tell everybody uh, where to go all the yep. time because that's where you can find all the information you need about the show. 
Yeah, and we're not going to spam you. It's easy. It just drops into your email box. You get the information you need. You log on. Have some fun. That's right. And uh, we're having a special roundtable episode tonight. Uh, and, and Wendy, you you can talk some here. You tell them, tell the folks what we're doing tonight. Well, we're just going to do a recap of our first uh, Jeep Talk Show uh, Jeep event here in Big Bear. We did uh, three black diamonds in two days with some pouring monsoon rain. That was amazing. <laughs> Some fun. Yeah. yeah, we had a great time. I saw, a great time. I saw Larry's video, really good video. Uh, Larry Jeep and Mo uh, did, uh, was out there at the event, and uh, he uh, he did video. He can't let Duke see the video because they don't know that he was actually just not sleeping in the bedroom like he told him. He was actually out of the house <laughs> and <laughs> and having fun without him. And, and That's right. I, I swear to God, he came back, and Duke was smelling the barbecue on him. Hey, was there barbecue in that bedroom? What's going on there? Yeah, and there were also other dogs on the property. So he's probably like, where (laughs) did you go? What did you do? (laughs) You cheating bastard. That's right. (laughs) Duke. So you guys had real fun. What what were the dates of that uh, that event, uh, Wendy? It was uh, October October 15th and 16th. Um, It was a Saturday and a Sunday. We did a run with two black diamonds on Saturday. Um, which we did the John Bull uh, Black Diamond and also the Holcomb Creek. Both of those are badge of honor, badge of honor trail systems. And then on, we had a barbecue that evening, even though it was pouring rain. We managed to do that with Scott and Becky, who Scott made all the food, and it was awesome. Best barbecues ever. Um, best burgers ever, I should say. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and then on Sunday, we went down and went off the mountain a little bit and did Cougar Buttes, which is more of a desert climate. Uh, the rocks don't move, so that makes it different kind of challenging, but definitely Black Diamonds. So we had a great time. Good good turnout. We had nine Jeeps on Saturday and eight on Sunday. I think there was about 15 people total. We just had an awesome time. The weather actually cooperated, barring the monsoon weather, but it was good. Mm-hmm. It's all good. It, it is unusual to get the get rain like that uh, there, isn't it? Yes and no. Big Bear does get monsoonal weather throughout the summertime, so we you know it can be com- perfectly clear in the okay. morning, and then the clouds kind of roll in, and sometimes they dump, and sometimes they don't. We kind of thought there might be some rain um, happening Saturday afternoon, but we were sort of hoping it would be pushed maybe till later at night or Sunday morning. Nope. Mm-hmm. Got us good. So. Well, it made it made the run uh, better, and it, it definitely made I think for a more interesting video for uh, for Larry. All right, well, let's bring the Zoom people in, and uh, and Wendy, I know you know this, but just so the audience knows, you're driving this, so uh, you have a conversation with the po- folks, call on them, uh, uh, make Bill talk, uh, whatever you need, <laughs> you know need some filler, the whole nine yards. So exactly, welcome Zoom people. Do me a favor, uh, please, uh, when you're uh, talking for the first time, speaking for the first time. Uh, please mention your name and uh, where you're located. And uh, I don't know how you're going to find out who was actually out the, uh, at the event with you. you. May You may have to do a roll call or something. You know what? Welcome, you guys. I'm so excited that you all are joining us for this roundtable. I know that Larry from Jeep and Mo is on and Mike Zen is on and also Bill is on from the event. So I don't see anybody else's name there that maybe was also there. So if I've missed you, I apologize on that. So welcome. Hello. Hope you guys- hey, what's up, everyone? Cool. So, um, Larry, why don't you tell everybody who's listening a little bit about the differences between the trails that you've been on throughout this country compared to those Black Diamonds that you got to do here in Big Bear? Yeah, so this is Larry from uh, St. Louis. So, and like I said, Wendy said, I was out there. I made it out there for the event. And, uh, you know, uh, Wendy, you and Bill really did a great job on 
and putting on the event and uh, getting everybody through the event more importantly yes because uh, you know those trails all three of them had a lot of i'll say big rock to climb on and over and uh so that's what i that's what i have found in each area of the country is wildly different mm-hmm. whether you're on big rocks like the, like you have out in, in god's country where you're at there or if you're riding you know mud or sh- like shelves and uh you know each area just has its unique obstacles and uh rocks definitely are are the one in your area yeah and then we had some water and a little bit of mud not the kind of mud that the midwest gets i'm sure but it was definitely uh interesting terrain i would say so yeah, yeah just enough to lube up the tires to, <laughs> to loosen them up a little bit but you know on on a lot of your obstacles out there you have rock but then you got that dust that's on it yeah there's it, like a fine silt that is slippery to walk right. on let me tell you what oof yeah especially like on john bull you yeah. really had to be careful especially when you walked around out there because the rock by itself, maybe if you had a little bit of rain on the rock, it would probably help get some of that dust off. Maybe. But it made walking on the rocks very slippery. And I have to think the wheeling on them is the same exact way. Well, and it's not flat. It's uphill, usually. Right. So that's what makes it yeah. even more challenging, I think. Say, yeah, that's uh, Mike Zen, uh, Southern California. Um, yeah, everything's like um, Jumbo's uh, going uphill, so... Yeah, trying to climb those rocks, you got to be very careful. We actually had a few people uh, slip, uh, you know, because of those uh, at the slippery, uh, uh, silky sand. Yeah, and he's talking about the actual uh, yeah. humans slipping, not not the Jeeps necessarily. Some of the Jeeps were, depending on what tires they were on. Uh-oh. But uh, that... <laughs> They weren't Nexons, I'll tell you there that. There you go. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there people, yeah, I was talking about some people actually uh, took, took a little spill, but not too bad. They, they kind no. of and took it off. Yeah, it was all good. Um, and also, too, I just want to say thank you to uh, Mike Zen. If you guys have seen his video that's out, he actually tagged every single Jeep that was on the trail with our rat bastard tags, which I love, and some people that were driving by. Mike, that was awesome. So, this <laughs> hey, is so cool. Wait, stop. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. Yeah. And Mike, was he in a Toyota that you did that to, or was that, uh, I couldn't tell this. I wasn't, it went so quick, I couldn't tell what it was. Do you remember what, what vehicle it was? You know, I, could, I, I just saw somebody pass by and, you know, a figure <laughs> off-roader, like, gave him one. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, and, yeah. So it was fun, but uh, we've uh, Paul Crawford just joined us too. He's the one who was in the Gladiator. So if you guys have seen the video, we got that Gladiator through. So that was challenging, Paul. Wouldn't you say that was your first time you'd done uh, Holcomb Creek, right? Yeah, that's actually the first time I've done any of those trails in the Gladiator. Oh, that's right. You've done John Bull in yeah. your TJ, but not in your Gladiator. Uh, yeah. so. And same with Holcomb Creek, yeah, but never with the Gladiator. And I was surprised how well it did. So that's yeah. uh, that's hey, Paul. That's Paul Scratch My Belly, uh, Paul, right? Yes, that's the one we showed <laughs> video of his uh, of all oh. of his skid plates that had all kinds of new scratches on it. So he's got a big smile on uh, his that's face. What so that's, that's, yeah. that's what it's there for. So Wendy, you know, one of the interesting things about there that it is. was Mike was right in front of Paul through most of the obstacles, 
Yes. So you got to see the shortest vehicle go through. <laughs> then you got to Plus, see the longest wheelbase go through. That's back right. To back. Plus, if you guys didn't know, Mike Zen actually run, is on a, a manual. So kudos to you, Mike. And you and I have run these trails before, and you're just you're doing so much better as you've gotten more experience with that clutch. But man, it was I. I my hats off to you for that right there. Because those are yeah. Tough trails. I, every time I every time I go up there, I certainly see a difference in myself as far as uh, climbing these obstacles. It just seems to get better, and better every time that I go up there. Um, yeah. But yeah, but I'll be replacing my uh, clutch uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow I'm getting the center port Yay! clutch installed. I know you you've been waiting a long time for that. I'm so glad you're getting it. Yeah. Hopefully that makes a huge difference. So um, know. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting. I can't wait to wheel with you, Mike, when you get it in to see the difference. You know, then I can talk intelligently about that that product. So, Bill, I know you're on Bill Stevens. Um, you want to say anything about the trails and the event? Because you you were driving most of it. I was spotting everybody through, but you were driving it. Yeah, I got to lead through it, and it's just it's a ton of fun. Just a ton of fun. Everything's different. Uh, the picture behind Larry, that's Cougar Buttes. Those are the big granite rocks that don't move. Yeah. So, you know, you can see the wedge that uh, Paul's going to get his gladiator into. You don't turn one way or the other or you slip and it's going to need more than a wax job. John Bull, on the other hand, in Holcomb Creek, that's where you're doing uh, skid plate ballet. And with the muddy tires and I don't know, and, it was a lot of fun. I think the yeah. highlight of the trip, though, for me was watching you spot people in Holcomb Creek Gatekeeper in a downpour with lightning strikes around us. Yes, yeah. that was very exciting, by the way. I have never spotted a whole group through that much rain. I mean, I was soaked to the core. Just soaked. Yeah. But everybody teetering on rocks. Nobody slipped off, which is amazing. Everybody did a great job, and we got us all through. So All the dirt yeah. was ripped off, right, Larry? Yes. <laughs> yeah, and... You know, they, I'm glad somebody got that on video because that's actually video footage that was shared with me because I was trying to get my rig isn't waterproof. So I was trying to get that out of the rain. By the time I got back, you guys had everybody through. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was, well, I don't know, you were, both of you guys were soaked. It was fun, though. It was a great Second time. jacket. Yep. But definitely a good, definitely a good time. And it was, it was kind of uh, neat how, all three trails were different in their own aspect, especially when we, we got down to Cougar Buttes. That was totally different from anything else because you, you're void of any kind of uh, vegetation or... Yeah, that's just, all gone. It's, just rocks yeah. and that's it's it. Just so you guys, uh, the listeners that are on, so the Big Bear's got, you know, pine trees, big, huge, beautiful scenery. You're up high elevation. You can kind of see everywhere. You get down to... Cougar Buttes, which is part of Johnson Valley, which is part of King of the Hammer. So if you've watched any of those videos, you kind of understand that terrain. There are no trees. <laughs> They're all gone. There's just nothing there but these big, huge, monstrous rocks. So it is a completely different terrain. You wheel differently. It's uh, it's pretty amazing. So, yeah, that was a good point, Larry, to bring up. So And the trees that smell like cherry cola. Yes. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what's wh which tree is that, Bill? It's the uh, Jeffrey pine. Jeffrey pine. I think yeah. it's the yeah. So it's, it's just 
I know there's a lot of things illegal in California. Is it illegal to <laughs> to lick a tree? No, but oh, just, wow. for, Not yet. just, just for everybody us. else, yeah, who's as listening, long as you're right? hugging it, you're fine. <laughs> so if you if you when the sun is on it and you go up and you kind of put your nose between the bark, if you will, it does smell like cherry coke. Cool. So yeah, it's pretty amazing. I don't know. This sounds like snipe hunting. I think this is something that. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought when my niece said, hey, Uncle Bill, come check this out. Stick your toes in here and right here, smell it. Here. That was really no, good. No, you got to like, get it in between the bark. <laughs> I, I, I'll call up the turnip truck tomorrow, you know. <laughs> now, come on, Tony. When I had you out here originally, we had you do the same thing. So, you know it. You, you were there. No, I, I would remember that. <laughs> I love cherry Coke. <laughs> oh, Cool. Well, does anybody have any questions for us? I know this was such a great run and we've all experienced it, but maybe you have a question for us. There's quite a few of us on that were on that trail. Yeah. So, so, oh, I'm sorry. sorry. Y'all talking about some video and some different things. What's the best source for that? Is it is it Larry's channel or where where are where's the video for this? everything's being posted on the Jeep talk show. So you can find Mike Zen's video, Larry's video, Paul's video. We're working on our still. Um, on the YouTube channel. Yes. On the, on Jeep talk show, either through Facebook, they're posting it on Instagram. So yeah, it's not on our YouTube channel. So it'd be through some of the social media stuff. Uh, Larry okay. is a uh, jeeping. Is it, what is it? Jeeping Mo that could just yes. do a search for Larry. Yes. I have not seen Mike Zen's video. Mike, uh, how, how do people find your video? Uh, on YouTube is uh, Jeep Zentox. So it's Jeep and then Zentox is spelled D-E-N-T-O-K-S. There and you go. Paul, and Paul, you're posting stuff. What is your... Yeah, what so you on YouTube, it's Majeep's Rock. M-U-H-J-E-E-P-S-R-O-C-K. That's on YouTube. And then Instagram that as well but then i've also been hashtagging jeep talk show and everything so yeah if you you can find that on instagram facebook all of them yeah Thanks. we've we, we've listed all the hashtags there's jeep talk show uh jeeping most listed paul's listed uh we are for trails 411 and also like redlands jeep and toyo tires nexon tires we kind of did everybody uh rock jock was also sponsors so we're hashtagging everybody that was contributing and helping us out. So I got a question for you guys, Steve, outside of Chicago. On these trails, you've obviously been doing it for a long time, seen many people through. What is the one piece of equipment that's gotten the most carnage on a Jeep? What part? Uh, as far as, you mean carnage as in damage? Or damage, just, yeah. Like, probably the rock uh, sliders. I, I wouldn't say they were damaged, but they get a lot of usage is the rock sliders. Because there's a lot of times, especially on John Bull, that were actually sliding and using them you know to push the jeep around a rock or a boulder that'd probably be my guess bill do you think there's anything else no i'd say they they don't really get damaged like the bottom side of all the control arms the bottom side of the differential the rock sliders because we have the genright boat side rock sliders they all look the same they're just gouged up and paint is gone the skid plate looks the same but it's deformed slightly because you know we <laughs> We've pivoted on the uh, skip plate many times, and Paul's yes. skip plate is approaching that very quickly. Yeah, Gladiator <laughs> <laughs> loves those skip plates. Yeah, yes. cool yeah. On my video, on my video, you can see um, you can see when you're starting to pivot around the rock with your rock slider. Yep. 
Always all right. Yeah. 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 But, uh, we, yeah, I, I say definitely the the rock slider is one of the, the biggest things that you're going to be knocking on. Yeah, and it doesn't get damaged. It just gets scratched, and I don't bother repainting it. It does its job. It does yeah. its job. Um, yeah, it really does. I mean, literally, I'll, I'll use it as a tool to yes. just pivot around. And I'll dig right. the tire in and just pivot around it. Yeah, so. there's a there, there's a part at the beginning of John Bull, the gatekeeper, um, and you kind of traverse the way you go through it, but there's a huge boulder that has fallen down from the mountain. And so it creates this obstacle that you have to approach it kind of from the left side and you actually use the that part of the rock to sort of pivot your Jeep around to be able to make the rest of that gatekeeper. So it's kind of this delicate balance or like a ballet that we do. And I would say the rock slider is 100% super important to have for that trail. Awesome. Hey, so this is George from uh, Northern Wisconsin. Um, I don't get to off-road parks very much. Most of what I do is just kind of trail riding. Uh, nothing real, nothing real fancy, but it's relaxing. Cool. So I guess when you say um, it's a black diamond or double diamond um, for for a layman, for a new for new person, what does that actually mm -hmm. mean? Is that well, universal from state to state, or does each park have their own way of judging? So here, here in Southern California, they're designated by a green circle, a blue square, or a black diamond for difficulty level. When you get outside of California, sometimes they're rated by numbers, 1 through 10, and sometimes they're rated by, you know, easy, medium, and difficult. So for us, the black diamond is definitely going to be more in that 7 to 9 range if you're looking at numbers somewhere else, um, and also in that difficult range. And depending on how the rocks get moved on both John Bull and Holcomb Creek, your level of difficulty could go up <laughs> or it could be slightly easy. There's a section in the middle of Holcomb Creek that is the, we call it the rock garden that is, it's brutal. I mean, there are three possible lines and they're all flipping difficult. So for us, when we say black diamond, sometimes we'll say a double black diamond, but mostly it means for us out here, that you need to have at least 35s. You've got to have rock sliders. You've got to have possibly a rear locker, although I don't think anybody even use their lockers this time. And you need skid plates because the terrain is so rough. You're kind of going from one rock to another, but it's not flat. You know, you might be dipping in or you might be having a wheel drop down or something like that. So for us, the black diamond is definitely more difficult to do. George, that was kind of a... That was kind of a uh, lured you in a little bit because the first part of that trail is kind of like, hey, you know, it's like <laughs> I see a few rocks and a little this, and you had a little bit of a rock garden leading you into the that center section that bogged us down for probably every bit of two hours. Yeah, getting old ten jeeps through. But also on Holcomb Creek is it? It is. So, but the difference between John Bull and Holcomb Creek, John Bull just has these continuous amount of rocks that you're sort of climbing and you're, you're climbing uphill and you just have to go through different things. Where Holcomb Creek is narrower trails, kind of a little bit on the shelf road, there's some off camber, some big time off camber stuff where washouts have happened. So you have this illusion that you might be rolling over, you're, you're not, but still, plus they've got these 
obstacles where water is usually flowing and that is usually what hangs up most people and again depending on your tire how much you're aired down you know what what flex you have in that tire so uh, larry's correct on that it just is it's different you know and it's interesting <laughs> so it makes it challenging and fun i think so this is uh john central texas i'll go ahead and ask it um need some expansion on the barbecue you you want the details of the barbecue how to have the details of the bar i mean I'm, i hear barbecue and i'm curious if it's actually barbecue or if it's cooking out i love well, hearing about food it's, it's cooking out. yeah tony's like i'm jumping <laughs> in so it was uh hamburgers but these are not hamburgers like you've ever had this is a uh, meat that scott he's in the business of distributing meat so he knows and he got whatever mix it is with i don't know bill you might remember what he said it was in there but there's two kinds of, of cow that he's putting together to make these incredible burgers so he did barbecue all that different kinds of cheeses on it we just did you know baked beans simple stuff some basic cupcakes you know it was just a fun little cookout if you will however it was almost raining um the rain had stopped just long enough for him to do the barbecue and then we got it we had to go inside the house everybody was supposed to sit outside and enjoy the evening and the the wonderful beautiful sky that we have here in big in big bear no we're inside my little tiny house that doesn't fit all the people i think we had 15 or 16 people you remember right i can't remember if i counted um like all, yeah all having barbecue we're sitting in basic chairs that i borrowed from a neighbor um and we just had fun you know but once we were inside it poured like i have not seen it pour so it was all good and, and i will add that it was a, a limited uh invite it wasn't just 15 people that um that uh showed up it was the because yeah. you were keeping the, the keeping it small so that you could make sure everybody would be safe and have enough uh, attention from you guys to get over yes. the, the obstacles yeah and we were right at that sort of limit i think too so i had kind of put a number out there i wanted to get as many listeners as i could um we had two additional people eddie and gary that i had not met before other listeners like paul and mike zen and larry um obviously scott and becky you guys have heard me talk about becky on the show she's the one that the jeep ran over um she so was just showing off i'll just say it <laughs> yeah i don't know poor girl man the amount I of know. surgery she's gone through is crazy and she was gonna try to be on tonight but um she wasn't able to oh make god it, i hope she's not not here when i said that <laughs> no she's not you're good <laughs> she could but, be offended uh, when she listens to the show and and but the Johnny, only reason great grilled burgers he didn't he he didn't have to stay up for 24 hours to watch him <laughs> there you go well, i wasn't i wasn't gonna expand on the fact that, that wasn't barbecue but no it's not real barbecue i'm sorry i know texas has got their barbecue <laughs> well john's a we barbecue did. connoisseur so i know he is and i i just i i want to one day try your barbecue sir um, but anyway more salt more salt and pepper yes he had a special seasoning <laughs> blend on those burgers well, I might, I might add that those burgers, the seasoning of those uh, burgers were so delicious. You could actually, you know, the taste of it was so amazing. I, I was like, yeah. I, I literally had to go, go for seconds. <laughs> exactly. It was the best I've ever had. I, I'd say I've never had a burger better. I'm sorry. This is good. So, John, if you come out for the second annual, you, you know who's got grill duty. That's right. Smoker duty. <laughs> nah. Yeah. Oh, I got to try the local fare, I guess. <laughs> as in uh texas we don't uh we don't we don't know what beef is though so we're, we're a little limited on the burgers 
This is Chris from Kentucky. Did you guys have a uh, requirement on axle size too, or no? Uh, not necessarily axle, just at least thirty fives, and a, and a and a three and a half or so lift. So whatever that works for you. Um, trying to think what Gary skids. was driving. Yeah, it's all skids and rock sliders. Gary, I think was he was on a little bit lower. No, it was um, Jackie and Steve. I think they were on. Were they on 35s, Bill? I think they were. Most everybody else was on 37s, which made it a lot easier, but we didn't have an axle size, per se. You ever seen yeah, anyone go through with those drop-down steps on their sliders? Yeah, yes, uh, Don Alexander, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> there was yes, actually he, two sets out there, because uh, uh, Junior with Redmond's Jeep has them on there, too. That's right. There were two of them. So you just have to really be aware when you stop. If you know there's rocks around and you're trying to use it, you, you can turn them off. And that that's the best way to do it. Otherwise, they're going to get dented and ask us how we know because, you know, we've done that with Don. We have dented those guys because he leaves them out and he's maybe moving the Jeep or doing something and boom. Oh, okay. So. I was just going to ask because those are, I forget the name, Rock Slide Engineering, right? Those are yep, the ones rocks, he has? Yep. So yep. They, they go up and down by themselves. Yes. And they're but great. You can, to but you can override that apparently. Yes, there's a button you can push to, to lock them in place, either out or in. Do those hold up well as sliders? I'm reading about those, and they they tout them as sliders and steps. Do they actually hold up um, when you're in the activity that you've been talking about? Yes. Fairly well. And if you're going to use them as sliders and you know you're going to be doing you know, rock ballet, they have skid plates that you can add to them <laughs> which sort of sort of protects them um uh, if you just do some occasional you can uh fact junior i think he didn't have skid plates uh no, didn't. no. you Larry pointed it out to him and said hey you know you can put skid plates on those and he yep. was like oh hey that sounds like a really good idea and he went through and it, it really didn't damage him yep. so they do hold up fairly well so for, so what you're saying uh, bill is for two thousand dollars you can get uh, rock sliders <laughs> And then for a, a small fee more, you can get skid plates for those rock sliders. Well, I think it's twenty eight hundred for the rock sliders with steps, Oof. and then seven hundred dollars. Oh my god! Yes, I thought it was two thousand. No, it's gone yes. up. All right, I'm, well, I'm, ta I'm tapping out. I'm tapping out, man. <laughs> We're not talking about the prices. Remember that, guys. Yeah, it's crazy. Prices have gone up. Man, Mason had to protect the innocent. Yeah. <laughs> do they take a testicle for a down payment? Both. <laughs> How much were those skid plates? <laughs> Two. <laughs> Love it. I can't believe. Well, where, Larry wasn't like not being able to drive out there in your Jeep. Oh, he so couldn't. He couldn't go anyway because he didn't have skid plates for his rock sliders. <laughs> 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 So they are on mine, but uh, no, that's the hardest part being out there, not be able to drive. But you know, though, usually when, when I'm on trail, I normally don't get to enjoy the environment as much. Just you know, I, I enjoy wheeling when I'm out, but you know, when I'm out and not wheeling, I get to enjoy the different a di from a different aspect. So that's all. So, so who did you ride with that scared you the most? Well, no one really scared me. I got to ride, you know, Don let me ride with him, Don Alexander. I rode with him quite a bit. And I rode with Bill and Wendy quite a bit. 
though. And then uh, I'd keep up with Wendy and them hoofing up and down the hills. And let me tell you, when you're fat and out of shape and trying to go up down those hills, you ain't acclimated, and it was killing me. Yeah, with uh, what were you about seven thousand seventy five hundred feet? Oh yeah, so elevation yeah. was another issue, and I felt bad. I said, but Larry was hanging out there. What I think you yeah. enjoyed the most, Larry, was that you could film and do everything because you don't get to do that as much, right. get as much yeah, content. Because that's a nice thing about if you're trying to create content, nobody wants to watch dash cam footage for very long at all. Right. So it's kind of nice getting out, and you know. I get to watch everybody else, how you spot everybody through and however everybody, each vehicle gets through. Because when you're in your vehicle, you watch one, that's you, and that's it. Yeah. So it's kind of nice to see all the different vehicles. And like I was saying, watching Mike and Paul go through back to back, you know, two, I mean, you're on both ends of the spectrum as far as size of Jeeps. Well, and as a spotter, too, I had to also be concerned with what everybody's driving ability is so we had experienced who've been on that trail multiple times we had first timers on there with experience and then we had others that were newer to jeeping but had to set up jeep and wanted to try so not only do you have to do you have to think about the size of the jeep the length gladiator versus a, a two-door um, but you've also got to think about their experience too so in those trails Everybody did great. They all followed whatever instruction I was giving. It was great. It was like I couldn't have asked for a better team and a better great. Just, just everybody wheeling. Everybody had a great time. So, Larry, did yes. you were you in a jeep when we did that inside, really off camber turn that where you look down the canyon as you make the turn, or were you outside taping that? I that was, was probably all outside. I would have remembered that. That was Holcomb <laughs> Creek. Yeah, it's a, it's a sketchy spot because the higher you go up the hill to get away from the canyon you don't want to roll in, the steeper it gets. And, uh, you know, you can sit in your seat and be at a very, really extreme angle facing up or even facing down, and it's no big deal. But you get off camber, and it just gets really dicey. And then you take away the side where you're going to roll down, it's even worse. And we measured 25 degrees off camber mm -hmm. going around the burn. And that would, that's, yeah, it's pretty dicey. I didn't like it. Yeah, it got really quiet. <laughs> Very <laughs> quiet. I'd really, I'd really like to know from Paul and from Mike, like that, the picture of my background, like Paul, when you guys were going through that V notch and you're really hugging the wall, what yeah. was that like for you guys? That was, Actually, that's one of the, that's it really wasn't one. much of an issue. It really wasn't much of an issue. You know, actually from that picture right there, you know, it's even hard to see the spotter. You know, you're so high. That, that picture doesn't do it justice. You know, you're really, yeah. you know, that canyon's probably eight or 10 feet deep. And you can yes. see my gladiator filling up a good two thirds of it. You know, right. a lot of time you're just kind of barely trying to look over the hood and watch your spotter. You know, yeah. you basically have, you know, 100% faith in them that they're taking you on the right spot. And yeah, that's the uh, yes, and like same thing with this canyon. This has a very specific. You got to get them lined up perfectly. The tires, the rear tires, have to be lined up with the front. You got to slowly do it. It's little tiny micro movement with that front tire to get them through because the the canyon is not perfectly straight through. It kind of has a little bit of a weave, like an S, as a like like a serpent, you know, like a snake. 
Um, and Mike Zen being a shorter wheelbase, it's very different to put him through that and pull him through that canyon. So, Mike, what did you think about it? Well, it's, it's very interesting because it's like I'm, I'm just basically looking at you, you know, making yeah. sure that I don't screw up. So I'm not even focused on the trail or the what rocks is in front of me. I'm just looking at your hands and guiding through with whatever you say. Um, and then, you know, basically I put my full trust on you. Yeah. Um, I, I found that that going down is more, um, a little bit of nerve wracking because it's like, because you look, you're going down. But when we came back up the, the same way, going up, I felt like it was much easier to, to conquer. Yeah, and it's interesting too. So those of you guys that haven't seen this trail, you're literally using the sidewall of your tires at certain spots to keep your Jeep in the right position. So it's interesting having aired down tires and how they grip. Yes, you have traction at the bottom, but it's that sidewall that's gripping. And the picture that Larry has doesn't really quite show that grip, but there is some narrowness to this where you literally are allowing the wheels to turn and it's actually just riding on the side of this this wedge. It's pretty interesting. I was going to post, I, I, I'm going to change the background to when uh, Becky came through that the other way. <laughs> Oops. Uh, <laughs> deep wave. So, uh, yeah. And, and honestly, what happened on that, we were bringing the Jeeps back up the same wedge. Um, and just to save a little time, Bill took them at the very end, and then I got them up to a certain point. And it was funny because I was getting Becky's husband, Scott, up behind her. They both have their own Jeeps. And um, I, I realized that there's something going on behind me. And I turn around, and <laughs> there's Becky's Jeep just laying over. Um, just, she's on the tire. She did not do any body damage, but what happened is when she came off of where I left her, she needed to get herself over to the right side a little bit. And if that rear uh, tire didn't actually engage on that part of the rock and it just kind of like slipped or, or laid over. She the was passenger. such a trooper. Yeah. The passenger rear. She, uh, she was such a trooper. There was no panic. Um, there was no, she was just like, all right, what are we going to do here? So, um, you know, that just, it can happen sometimes. They just aren't quite lined up proper. Um, there's nothing that any, the driver didn't do anything wrong and Bill didn't really do anything wrong. It just kind of happened. Um, and, uh, Bill got her, but she had to back up. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Um, I had to there back. Was transition between when you let go of her and yes. I, when I got her because yes. her rear wasn't over far enough. Correct. And all of a sudden, I was like, well, maybe I can get her through. Maybe, nope. maybe, maybe. Nope. Nope. <laughs> uh, don't, don't go any farther forward. Yeah, I was about, yeah. it was either that or hang on to that front fender, but I didn't want to get flung into the bluff. So Yeah, no, it's not good. Up. Because you can't tell on the back, that back tire is still probably three or four feet up in the air. Yes. The one on the far side. Yeah. Yeah, it, that it picture was... doesn't do it justice. No. But yeah, she had fun. a good attitude, you know, that's one of the things that I, I noticed about her, she's like, she started laughing, and she's like, okay, <laughs> well, what do you want me to do? You know, she, she had a good attitude, but she didn't even get scared, she, like, she just stayed calm. Yeah. Well, she, for us, you know, that's that's the issue. So, yeah. we're, we're not going to put her in harm's way, but we had to stop her. Unfortunately, she would, uh, you know, uh, respond to the commands quickly, because uh, I took her right to the edge, and then said, nope. That's it. <laughs> Back it on up. 
Yeah, she backed up. It didn't take us very long. We did have to back her husband, Scott, up because he was kind of teetering. I had him staged to the next for him to be able to get in that position. And he's looking at me like, I trust you. I trust you. I'm like, we're, we're fine. Don't worry about it. Anyway, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, down the notch that's, that's a challenge. That's a whole nother ball game trying to back somebody down that notch. Whew. Yeah, no thanks. But it was fun. There's another uh, part of this trail. I don't know if we've got any video showing yet where it's kind of this canyon that's very narrow. And you kind of go up the canyon. You have to make the sharp left. Um, and it has to be done precisely. It's one of those things that you can't, you just have to do it correctly. Well, once you get up, then you've got this, there's two huge boulders that are kind of almost acorn shaped. So they got a point to them. Um, and you literally teeter your passenger tires up and over those like a dip. And then you kind of come back up to the top. That is the tough part of that trail. I, I know everybody was kind of just watching to see how everybody did. And that's where sometimes depending on the positioning and getting them over completely, you can use a, uh, a rock slider. Sometimes you get teetered a little bit if you're too far over to the right so there's this really delicate balance on these rocks that you just have to sort of maneuver through but we had a good time it was it was a beautiful day and um it was just a great time so wendy is it on my background is that, is that the area at the very end there where there oh that might be up? is that yeah that's paul's jeep right paul yeah. joe who used to formerly be with nixon yeah that looks like it's it that doesn't even really do it much justice, but that is the spot. Yeah, and literally you could walk underneath the Jeep. Six foot, you could walk underneath that Jeep. That's how high up they are. Jesus. Yeah. That's a good shot, Larry. That's a good shot. Yeah, because yeah. as you go forward, that rear axle on the passenger side drops. I mean, it's completely suspended. It's not even touching. So the other three have got to get you forward enough for that to grab that rock that's right in the middle of the picture and come up, up and over it as that front is dropping off. So it's a good four to five foot drop. And then it's an yeah. instant right turn to get out of there. But you, you've got to let your rears get through before you turn or else you're all messed up. But you're going to turtle. Peak that, yeah. The peak of that little rock right there is modified by rock sliders. And, and there's uh, rock slide engineering right there. So that'll tell you. He uses those all the time on rocks like that. But the control arms and rock sliders have gouged out the top of that rock. There's no way around it. You are sliding on the rock slider. So that's why the, the trails that we do, the rock sliders are absolutely necessary. Otherwise, you're just tearing out your rocker panel and mm -hmm. it's severe body work. <laughs> so for the camera part, you said it's 25 the degrees. Oop, hang on there. Go ahead, John. I was gonna say, did you say the off-camera part was twenty-five degrees? Is what you what you measured it at? That's on, on a turns. different, yeah. yeah that's, that's on a different yeah. trail, Holcomb Creek. So, that was the first day. <laughs> so yes. The question I would ask: Was there any twelve-year-old girls to mock those that were scared? Just ask for somebody <laughs> who's had that before. Because last time I was on an off-camera piece, and it wasn't even near that bad. Like we we're at the park near local. My daughter had fun making fun of me because I was scared. <laughs> it's. Well, it's that, scary. There's a canyon drop off on the other side. I didn't meet a 12 year old. Uh, a 64 year old was scared enough. Because the, <laughs> the issue is, is it's not like you're on a flat piece of dirt and you're up at 25 degrees. You're on an inside turn on a mountain 
uh, draw, if you will, the road goes around the draw and it's washed out. And if you if you tumble, it's going to be three or four tumbles before you get to something solid enough to stop you. So it it's just going to be a nightmare. So, yeah, I didn't need no stinking 12-year-old to tell me I was scared. <laughs> so what's the difference between a 12-year-old and a 60-year-old thinking this is bad? A 12-year-old has no idea how bad it could be. That's, That's right. true. You are, you are so <laughs> right about that. 12-year-old, your daughter mocking you. <laughs> yeah. The, be the best thing about that is, is you're all at home, and she can still mock you about it, and you can still love it. Oh, she That's does. Right. She does. That's <laughs> It sounds like you're describing, it's funny because it sounds like you're, you're almost describing the steps at the top of Black Bear. That's exactly what yeah. I was thinking. Because it's a, it's a really off-camber, turn to the right, staring over the edge of the abyss kind of thing. That's what I've heard. Well. Yeah, I've, I've heard that. I think uh, Larry was sharing that with us, what that actual stair step was like. And the fact that it was just the abyss you, you're going forward but you have to make a turn and then you've got this huge you know cavern so anytime you're leaning over looking over the edge of anything that's not a good time <laughs> no. No. wake me when it's over yeah uh paul crawford you were starting to say something and we were t talked over you oh back when we were uh on that picture in cougar buttes about the rock sliders you know especially with the gladiator well, actually, it's right behind Larry. That's the, the same rock. That that pointed rock took about a foot and a half of my rock slider with us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you slid on that for quite a while. Yeah, yeah quite a did. while with that long base gladiator. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you made it through, and you didn't die. Oh, yeah. So life is good. <laughs> no problem. Yep. I had to cut off two more inches in my tailpipe because it was down to about a half inch exhaust pipe. It was just, it was done. I cut off two more inches. I'm not, sure where, yeah. I, I'm not sure where you did that. I don't think it was on, was it on this trail or one of these trails? Or just a culmination uh, of all the trails we do? No, it was, it was new. Uh, everybody, was, uh, was, everybody had smashed her tailpipe on John Bull when you got to go around that tree and you drop yes. off. Yes. Everybody, everybody caught a souvenir because I was filming it. Everybody got the souvenir tailpipe pinch right there. Yeah. So for you guys listening, this is a, a tree that's kind of in, not in the middle of the trail, but you kind of go around it, but it's this major drop off. I, I don't think it's four feet down, but it's, it is good, right? It's probably a three oh, foot it's drop, two, Bill. Three, it's two and a half, three feet down. The problem is, is you have to be so close to this tree and the tree's probably, oh, I don't know, two feet in diameter. It's not going anywhere. Um, big pine tree. But if you don't go off the ledge perpendicular to the step, you'll drop your driver so quickly, or not your passenger, but just your driver, there's all kinds of broken glass right next to the tree. Yeah. People hitting it, getting too close to the tree, and yeah. not taking the proper mostly, line. So Mostly Toyota glass. But yeah. it's, <laughs> it's only Toyota glass on the trails. Only Toyota no. glass, yeah. And taillight lenses. That's right. It might be XJs, you never know. Possible. <laughs> XJs has a tendency of losing those black glass the bad glasses. <laughs> yep. Hey, so and forgive me for forgetting uh, who the uh, guest was, and this probably sometime in the past month or maybe six weeks. 
um, Jeep, the podcast had uh, a guest on that was talking about upgrades for Jeeps. And they said, realistically, one of the first things people should do is um, cages in, in their Jeep. So I'm just curious how many of the uh, folks on the trail over the two days actually had a full cage inside their Jeep? I don't think anybody did. I, uh, Mike Zen, maybe. I haven't. I don't think so, but I, I don't think so. Nobody. No, I don't have a. I don't have a cage. Yeah, it was probably Tony Pellegrino. The gin right. I think he was the one who uh, was talking about that. Yeah, he might be, but you got to keep in mind how he drives. He will tear this shit at a pillar. So you know what is it? Drive it like you're sponsored. Well, that's yeah. what he does. So. Yes, but would I like a roll cage? Yeah, because it's it's just it's good safety, but but it's kind of like a fire alarm system. You know, most people never ever 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 use it, and it's there just in case. Um, same with the roll cages. Um, you know, there's a lot of other things you can do to protect it. Just depends. I mean, if you're going to drive it like you don't care that it's going to roll, then yeah, you best have a roll cage on it. But otherwise, I don't I don't agree. And, and Bill, isn't Don Alexander putting that rock hard gauge stiffener set up in his? Yeah, in fact, we were looking at that the other day. It's a lot different than what went in the JK. So it's a two piece. Um, I guess the roll cage in the JL is a lot more substantial than the old yeah. JK. So it bolts on the top and bolts to the windshield. And then there's a stiffener that goes uh, between the bottom windshield left to right but it doesn't right. go to the floor like the old jk rock hard does no, so you got that one that sits above the passenger's area and you, you can even get the stiffener for the rear if you want it right yeah and i'm sure it helps i like the ones for the jk that seems like there's a lot more to it and and there again you know it's even uh rock hard calls it a sport roll cage it's not really a you know, it's not going down the lake bed at 100 miles an hour and rolling the thing and figuring your cockpit's going to be okay other than you're going to be oatmeal, but you're not going to be uh, beat up. These roll cages really aren't designed for that. It's it's really for the flop, you know, a small little, uh, maybe a small little rollover. But the prices of them have gone up so much, I'm not sure if I'm going to be having one too soon. You got to wonder what what... what point do you just finish fighting the bullet and just go ahead and put the full cage if you're going to go that route yeah well there's a lot more to that yeah uh, significantly more <laughs> me you know I, the kind of driving i do i really don't anticipate flopping like that and if i did um it's not going to be you know yeah it's going to destroy some doors and some mirrors Maybe the glass, maybe the top, but other than that, I, I really don't see where a roll cage is super, super necessary. But, you know, if I was going to race it, enter every man challenge at King of the Hammers, then yeah, I'd probably go for a full-on full on roll cage. You know, because you can be going along and all of a sudden you don't realize that you're about to use your lose your front axle, and then all of a sudden you lose your front axle and you're endowing it three, maybe four times that's when you want a good roll cage so well i know I, our time is coming short guys is there any last minute question because i know we've got a, maybe two minutes left 
I have a question. Where is Tony next year? Where's what? Tony. Tony's going to be there next year, right? Yeah, that's what he said. Okay. <laughs> I'm hoping to get a uh, the skid system from uh, Motobilt on the uh, the Gladiator, which uh, I would have felt a lot better about, especially after seeing the the Gladiator out there and uh, the big uh, uh, crease down the uh, the <laughs> the bottom of the Jeep, the middle of the skid plate. Yeah. yeah, you really do need. But um, you know, we can drag you through just about anything, Tony. Oh, I'm, I'm sure I can drag myself <laughs> through it. I bet you yeah, I can give enough get, give it enough gas pedal. I'll get over it. I've seen oh, some of those yeah. videos of those uh, gladiators bouncing around the rocks. Not with us. Everything was nice and controlled, and uh, we much, all had. A I good much time. prefer that, especially with a 21 hour drive back home. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah, Paul, Paul was a Winnie's bill, and everybody they got that gladiator through really, really good. And in some areas, I think I think that that wheelbase really helped in the yes. creek area. Absolutely, yes, he had a benefit. Yep. Oh, I saw that. that of course, the Gladiator was the most in, uh, uh, the one I was most interested in uh, uh, on your uh, your video, uh, uh, Larry, because it was like I could see what my Gladiator meant people to do. I was a little disappointed because I was looking at it and go, I think those are thirty fives. Those are thirty fives. I think there's thirty fives, and I checked. Nope, they're thirty sevens. I was son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, are you why the gladiator was in the video? Just saying. Yeah. Go ahead, Bill. Tony, you on thirty fives? Yes. I forget. Okay. Thirty yeah. fives yeah, on four tens. We yeah, could have yeah. got you through. Not a, not a problem. And with we, the gladiator, if if you look at the the picture where I that I posted with all the scratches on the skid, most of the scratches that's the gas tank skid. The actual engine and transfer case and oil pan skids really didn't take much of a hit at all, but that gas tank skid really did, uh, in addition to the FAD skid. So, Well, I, I figured you would uh, see the damage over uh, behind the tires because you're putting the tires up and over the rocks, and mm-hmm. when you're going down on the other side of the rock, then uh, that, that's when you need the skid. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but I actually thought I would see more like, you know, engine transfer case, really not a scratch on it. It's all gas tank and FAD. Well, that's probably uh, Wendy's fault for uh, guiding you over the right place. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, Wendy, I think that was a good conversation. Uh, it sounded like it was a, a really good time. The only downside, I think, it was uh, brought up by John about not having real barbecue. Uh, apparently, I needed to check with him first <laughs> to see what the definition was before I called it a barbecue. Sorry, John. <laughs> I like I like what you say. You know, he needs to go out there and fix the barbecue or bring the barbecue, and then yeah. you can have real barbecue. <laughs> exactly. And I, I just want to say thank you to everybody who came out, got to experience those trails. We're going to do another one next year. I've already thinking about what we're doing, possibly a night run on a really oh, interesting yes. black diamond. That's going to be really good black diamond. Um, but anyway, we'll have maybe an easier or a medium run as well so that we can include some additional listeners who maybe aren't as quite set up. So, But anyway, it was a great of fun. Can't wait for the next one. And thanks, you guys, for coming tonight and sharing your stories with everybody and i appreciate you guys listening yeah and i'll remind everybody uh if you're if you haven't been to the uh, roundtable before we do this every week 
And it could be just a series of questions. It might be a, a guest that we're doing questions and answers with. And we have several good guests. Uh, we mentioned Tony Pellegrino. He was uh, not only an interviewee, but also a roundtable guest. And, of course, you, I, I can't get out, go five minutes without mentioning we had Jim Morrison from Jeep on here in yes. a Q&A uh, with, uh, with Tom Zielinski of uh, Four Fest Events. Uh, it, it was just amazing being able to talk to somebody. Our first Jeep employee uh, being the, the main one of uh, Jeep North America. So you never know what you're going to find. Oh, and I, I got to mention Greg Henderson. Greg Henderson, unofficial use only. He's actually at SEMA uh, uh, along with uh, Chuck and uh, Chris is going out tonight. Chris. Bob, yep. uh, two cheap Jeep guys, is there as well. And um, uh, Greg unveiled the um, the fifty fifty. Uh, uh, what do they call it? A JTE. It's a two door yes. gladiator. They unveiled it today, and uh, Chuck was invited to be there in that, at that event uh, of the unveiling. And uh, we got to see that uh, that gladiator, that two door gladiator, being built in the Zoom room. So Amazing. there's lots of reasons. Yeah, he's he's uh, Greg's been hanging out in the the Zoom room for the past couple of months. And bitching about the working on that <laughs> that gladiator transfer uh, transforming, and uh, but it's a lot of fun. Greg's a great guy, and I, I know uh, Greg's having a good time, uh, and Chuck's having a good time with Greg out there. So uh, I want to mention to you about our uh, uh, the uh, the the interview episode we have this week. It is uh, Tony, and I think I'm going to try this Caravello. Does that sound right yes. to you, Carvello? I think that's about right, yeah. Carvello. And uh, good enough to get sued. And of Bestop, uh, bestop.com, you know about Bestop. <laughs> and uh, uh, we, we spoke with Tony. I gave him a hard time about those really cool uh, doors, half doors, that uh, Bestop sells for the JKs. I forget the name of them off the top of my head. Uh, but uh, not $2,800, so I, that's a big plus. <laughs> and I said, man, you got to make some for the for the gladiator. That would just look too cool. Um, they're uh, they don't just look like you know something that somebody put together with uh, PVC and glue. Um, which you know, if you like that or you did that, that's fine. It's just something yeah. that you you have something as fancy as a, a, a Jeep gladiator, especially when it has a Jeep talk show sticker on the side of it. You want mm-hmm. something fancy on it? Yes, you do. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> So don't forget, I'll mention this again, it's really important because we'd love to have you come and join us on uh, the, the Zoom meeting every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Central Time, and you'll be able to, if you do miss it, you'll be able to hear that episode on the, the following day, Wednesday, uh, and that's just where it's been the whole time. We didn't move it. It's, it's staying on Wednesday, damn it. <laughs> so uh, we'll be here next week. I believe next week we're just going to be having a series of questions, and all we do is just ask a question, and uh, the roundtable answers it. Sometimes we go down that uh, rabbit hole, sometimes not. Uh, and I still think my favorite uh, question was, uh, "Have you uh, ever had sex in your Jeep?" That was a, a very, oh, a very interesting uh, roundtable. I can table. only imagine. Yes, all of those questions. <laughs> you and who don't answered. have to imagine, Wendy. You can no, listen. No. What I'm trying to say is I can only imagine how that there was people that didn't get to speak and wanted to probably. Oh, that's right. (laughs) Bob was raising his hand. Exactly. So so you guys have a great week. Wendy, thanks a lot. Great job. And uh, I really like the idea of you running these things. We'll have to have you come back and just do the question and answer or a guest or, yeah, start working on that. See if you can get a guest to come on the show for some questions and answers. Yes, I'll do that. I I like the idea of making you work uh, two times a week. I like it. Thank you, Tony. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Yep. Good night. Have a great night. Podcasting since 2010.